Now, when God comes in holy presence, you better be in the right place, Ananias and Sapphira, in the right house, with the right people, doing the right thing at the right time, because God is indiscriminate. Shout nearer, my God, to thee. Uh, Isaiah 55, verse 6. Are you ready? Isaiah 55, verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Stop. Allow me to parenthetically insert that if there's a time when he may not be found. If it says seek him while he may be found, there must be a time when in your seeking you cannot find him. Eh. Call upon him while he is near. Presupposes that there are times when he is not near. You, you want to walk this with me? Call upon him while he is near. Jeremiah 33, 3 said, Call unto him and he will answer thee and show thee great mighty things which thou knowest not. A whole lot of people call, but nothing happens because they do not understand that God is a God of season. God is a God of timing. God is a God of people. God is a God of places. You cannot get at Beth Avin what is available at Bethel. Missed me. I was conversing in Dallas, Texas, several years ago with my wonderful friend, the so anointed Pastor Benny Hinn. And I said, Pastor Benny, give me a secret. He said, oh, Brother Rod. He said, I have discovered what I believe to be one of the main secrets to answered prayer. And my chin went out. I said, keep talking. He said, it's one word. Presence. If you pray, in the glory, in the Shekinah, in the cloud, in the fire, your prayer will be answered. But if you pray with a haughty spirit, if you pray with a prideful spirit, if you don't understand how to plead the precious blood of the living Christ. 
If you do not understand that before you pray, you must worship. We don't sing to sell CDs. We sing, we worship to bring the cloud, the fire, the glory, the Shekinah, the presence. And still yet, Miss Deborah, there are times when he's closer than at any other time. I know this, doctor, because I have his word on it. He didn't come to me in a vision. He just talked to me from that book. They are called Moadim. Say it. Moadim. Three-fourths of you have no earthly idea what I'm talking about. Moadim. Set seasons, set times, on God's timepiece. Look up. Pretend that those lights are the stars of the heavens. And in the middle, the moon reflecting the presence of the sun. Mm. God said, I'm going to set my celestial calendar and watch. And there's an alarm gonna go off three times every lunar year. And he said, during those three set times, I will be nearer to you than at any other time of the year. We are in the season of Passover. That's what the cross was all about. Three seasons. Jesus did not give his life on some non-discriminate day. He gave his life while 30,000 lambs were being sacrificed just across the hill on Temple Mount. He laid down his life at Passover. Why? Because the Passover of the Old Testament Moedim or season of celebration was but a foreshadowing of Calvary. God said to Moses, three times in a year, you shall come before me and I will draw closer to you than at any other time of the year. But be careful, 
In the same verse, he said, don't come empty-handed. Can you imagine attempting to approach the holiness of God on Temple Mount and disobey his command to sacrifice a spotless lamb? They had to bring a sacrifice. In fact, if you want to know the truth of the matter, during Passover, the Israelites were commended of God. Are you ready? To bring 21 offerings. And you thought a tithe once a week was something. 21 just during Passover. There were ten plagues. God sent stammering Moses and said, I want you to go to Pharaoh and I want you to tell him. People, you better let him go. And Pharaoh hardened his heart. Just like your situation. There are certain things that just get embedded, just get entrenched. And one little confession of faith, when you're so tired you're falling asleep making it, will have no effect. Mm. First, he turned the water to blood. Then came those frogs. Can you imagine, Miss Deborah? Frogs. I have some ponds on my property, and they croak. Moses went to Pharaoh and said, what do you think about these frogs? Pharaoh said, I'll let you know in the morning. He's like some of you. Just one more night with these frogs. Just one more night with that bottle. Just one more night, one toke over the line, sweet Jesus, hoping that the train is on time. <laughs> Sitting downtown in a railway station, one toke over the line. Just one more night staring at wicked images flashing out of that devil with its tail run into your wall and you clicking through the pictures like some rabid wolf. Just one more night with these frogs. That wasn't enough. Then came the lice. Lice! Then came the flies. You ever been bear hunting? I go bear hunting with a switch. <laughs> Come up here. Just... You ever been bear hunting? If you go bear hunting, you're crazy like me, sitting up in the top of a tree at dark in the Northwest Territories of Canada with wolves howling all around you. And you perched up there like a bird in a tree. You getting this, Sam? 
Yes, he said yes with his camera. Well, you have to tape your clothes down. You have to tape around your neck and around your ears because if you don't, they have something called black flies and they are devils. Then hail the size of bowling balls. Still wouldn't let them go. Then locusts. Then darkness. Still wouldn't let them go. And God said to Moses, all right, I've had enough of that. You know, there's a time when God has had enough of what the adversary wants to do in your life. And he will say, mark this down on your calendar because on such and so date, I'm giving it its eviction notice. I'm coming close. Somebody shout, nearer my God to thee. said, I'm coming close. So he said, all right, I've had it. One more plague and that's it. Tell Pharaoh, I'm coming through Egypt. I'm coming through Egypt. Now when God comes in holy presence, you better be in the right place, Ananias and Sapphira, in the right house, with the right people, doing the right thing at the right time because God is indiscriminate. He said, I'm coming through Egypt and you Israelites, you better get it straight. I'm gonna come through and I'm gonna smite the firstborn of every house. But Moses, tell the children of Israel, take a lamb, shed its blood. Don't boil it. God's very precise in his instruction. Don't boil it. Roast it with fire. Roast it. Burn it with fire, presence. And then eat it. Take a lamb for a house. And if there aren't enough people in the house to consume all of it, share it with your neighbor. But make sure you don't leave anything behind. Don't you leave your healing on the cross. Don't you leave your victory in the tomb. Don't you leave the reconciliation of your relationship or your marriage. Don't leave any of it in it all. Wow. And then he said, take its blood. The Hebrew writer said, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. 
take the blood of that innocent lamb. I wish I had an hour right here. And take a branch, not any branch, a branch of hyssop, the most bitter shrub ever known. Dip that bitter wooden shrub in the blood of that spotless lamb and then take it over to your house and gather your family around. Now watch me. He didn't say take one of those little brushes that they put lines on your car. Hyssop is thick and rough and full and bitter. God said, dip that in that blood and paint it on the doorpost and on the top lintel of your house. And when I come through, cause I'm coming close, preach right here. I said, he's coming close. He said, when I come close, you better be right. Oh God, send your presence. Careful. Careful when you've been in the bed with somebody that's not your spouse. Careful. You don't want him coming too close. When you've stolen, when you've robbed him, be careful. You don't want him too close. And when I see that you have obeyed me, no, no. Because the miracle of God is manifested by what he does when you obey. It is not your responsibility to perform a miracle. You can't make death leave. He can. And when I see that blood, I will pass over that house. Ha. Ha. But if I don't see the blood, mm, if you were disobedient, I'll smite the firstborn of every house. They said that there went out such a wail across Egypt that Pharaoh went to Moses and said, you and every one of you get your stuff and get out of here. And by the way, your Bible said when they left Egypt, 
there was not a feeble one among them. What does that, what does that signify? When the death angel passes over, when the blood is applied, when obedience is in place, sickness and disease will leave you. He was wounded for your transgressions, bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of your peace was laid on him, and by his stripes you were healed. If you were, you is. Is the blood, is the blood applied? Wait, 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 wait. So we know the blood saves us. We know the blood heals us. But is it possible that he did something else? Well, let's see. Seems like you'd have seen it in the ancient record. The type and the shadow of the cross. Passover. Seems like you'd have seen the pattern. For the old covenant is in the new revealed, and the new and the old concealed. So I came to reveal it to you. Because not only did the death angel pass over, not only did he heal every single solitary one of them, but your Bible said that Pharaoh said, tell the children of Israel to take anything they want. And the children of Israel spoiled the gold and the silver and the jewels of Egypt and walked out of there, not a poor one among them. I wish you'd just stand up and shout a minute. Shout nearer, my God, to thee. As my timely message so powerfully, I believe, displayed, the events surrounding the burial, the death, the resurrection of our Lord on the weekend of Passover would indeed change everything forever. They would fulfill God's perfect plan of making Passover available to all of us. This week is one of three times a year, only three, when the Lord God called a feast of celebration and everyone was commanded to appear before the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 16 gives us the direction. Don't appear before me, said the Lord, empty-handed. Now, you must not allow this Moedim season to end without sowing your very best Passover resurrection seed. This is not a time for disobedience to God's holy command, and certainly not a season to leave your family and your household without the protective covering 
it provides. Just as the ancient Israelites faced a crisis and watched the mighty hand of God keep the angel of death away from their homes, so today we're in a crisis and a holy intervention of God is needed. So many are suffering from financial crisis and it's a time to sow a Passover resurrection seed. You may have family members that are far, far away from the Lord. Sow a Passover seed and give that seed an assignment. Let your seed simply become a conduit for a harvest. God sowed a Passover seed, His only begotten Son, and He reaped you and me, His entire family, and it continues to this day. Follow that pattern. Sow your very best offering today. $100, $250, whatever the amount the Holy Spirit leads you to sow, but do it as an act of holy worship before God. Your seed, you know, opens the door to the protection and provision of God to keep you and your family rejoicing. And his provision as Jehovah Jireh is manifested to be your provider. Now you remember this, the people of the first Passover who were in lack, in bondage for 400 years were brought out in one night and they were overwhelmingly blessed by the Lord because they simply obeyed. The key to the releasing of your miracle is your response to God's simple instruction. We're instructed at this time of year, at Passover, to come before the Lord with a Passover seed in our hands. So let me encourage you now, respond today. Don't delay. Delay, you know, can become disobedience. So call now or log on rodparsley.com or just overnight your letter to me today. If God ever moved for anyone, he'll move for you just as surely as he promised in his word. This week is one of three times a year when all are commanded by God to appear before him with an offering in your hand. Passover is your appointment for the supernatural. It's the season when Jesus performed more miracles than at any other time. Honor God's greatest gift with your very best gift. Sow a Passover seed of $100 or more and discover the power of our Lord's resurrection with the faith-building three-message set, Time to Live Again, plus an additional bonus DVD, Time to Live Again, Words to Live By. Dr. Parsley reading 52 of his favorite verses with matching scripture cards beautifully encased in a custom-made wooden box. You'll also receive Dr. Parsley's new book, The Power of Double. This easy-to-read text will illuminate how and why God prepared this season of double for you. For every commanded Passover seat of $1,000 or more, Dr. Parsley has reserved for you a very special gift a beautiful artisan quality, stunning wooden cross, inspired by the one in his own home. 
and he wants everyone to be blessed by his new book when you sow your very best seed. Don't delay. Passover ends Saturday at sundown.